Welcome to the Fantasy Fam Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios here in Northern Jersey. I'm on the mic with my brother, Sven, and our cousin, Kyle. And tonight, we have a very special guest hanging out with us, official Fantasy Fan member, new writer, Josh Black. What's up, dude? Yo, man, how's it going? What's up, man? Welcome to the fam. Happy to be here. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you taking the time. And for all you listeners out there, please check out the recent article that Josh wrote on late round QBs to target. And if you've heard any of our episodes, you know we all like to target our quarterbacks late. You can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're on most podcast platforms, including iTunes. For tonight's episode, I'm actually going to start us out with a movie quote from one of my favorite actors, characters of all time, and it's a sports movie. Do we have to guess? I'd prefer if you didn't, because then it would <laughs> okay. blow up my spot. Well, this, well, this sucks. Uh, so. I'll, say it, I'll, say it, I'll say it to myself then. <laughs> Tell me after if you got it. Yeah. Begin scene. Thespian hands baseball to kid. Kid reads, avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. And he follows it up with, that's good advice. Nice. That's fantastic advice. Jimmy Dugan, I mean, he's a hero. It's, a, it's incredible. I mean, in this episode, we're not, we're not here to provide you with that kind of advice, but advice on athletes to avoid straight plague status players to avoid due to their ADP coaching changes, team change, past injury history, depth chart, whatever players that we are not drafting. And we're here to tell you why. So Josh, why don't you kick it off and tell us somebody that you're uh, going to avoid this year? All right. Great. First one up. Let's do it. Let's hit home run. My first one I want to avoid completely in this upcoming season is the whole Washington Redskins receiver core, just in general. Uh, let's take it back to last season. The best receiver on that team was Josh Dotson. I mean, I really do love the guy. He's a great, great receiver, but he's just on a bad team for now. I don't see him being able to perform in his rookie deal enough to get him in the contract. So hopefully, for his sake, he'll go somewhere else and be better. The last time they had a winning season was in 2016. They went 8-7-1, so I guess you can kind of count that as a winning season. Kind of not. More or less 8-8. Eight and eight. We all know Ty's losing. Kirk Cousins actually left after the next season in 2017 and joined the Vikings, but in his last season he was 7-8. and eight. Even then, it was kind of, you know, still iffy. What I do like about this team that's upcoming that I may have a chance on, the quarterback play. They're going to be changing everything around to – the new quarterback coming in, there's – Colt McCoy will not play the same, you know, as Alex Smith. Everything is going to change. I believe there were some coaches changes also. Um, let's see. The division that they're in, let's go ahead and go off with that. They're in there with the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Giants. Yeah. I, I am a self-proclaimed Giants fan. I do love the Giants. Don't get yeah. me wrong. And Saquon, loved watching him in college. But – Washington and the Giants will probably go one for one. I do see the Cowboys and Eagles sweeping the Redskins. That's just going to happen. So, I guess you can say the, rest, the Washington Redskins and the Giants are going to fight at the very bottom. So, if you're you avoiding actually, all Redskins because the Giants and the Eagles are going to beat them. Yeah, pretty I mean, much. Not, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying – I mean, you know, miracles do happen. <laughs> we all seen that uh, – They need some this year. That's for sure. Right, right, right. Uh, the last thing I want to point out to this, if you look on the uh, fantasy football calculator and look at the ADP for the receivers, in almost every format, you will not see a Washington Redskin receiver core in the top 60. That's so, right. If that's not proof enough for you to avoid it, 
That's, it's embarrassing. That's it's embarrassing what it is what it is. Right. Uh, my, I mean, on the, on the flip side, though, you could also say that, hey, they're going to be losing pretty much every single game, so they'll have to pass, but you have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's embarrassing. Right. Maybe so. they'll take for Judy. I think Jerry Judy would be a good pick for them if they do end up taking. Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> uh, they need a, they need a stud wide receiver, and Jerry Judy is actually the best one coming out in 2019 or 2020. Sorry, um, so that's actually that's a really good point. Uh, my biggest one is someone I <laughs> we all know how much I hate him, um, and it's it's pretty evident uh, based Could on the be fact one of what, many. The last <laughs> the last you make me sound like a pessimist. Um, the last two years. He has been on my list for do not draft, for bust, and it almost was correct until week, what, 13 or 14 in 2018, and that's Derrick Henry. There's so much to unpack with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, the last four games of the season was absolutely incredible. He averaged 146 yards per game over those last four games. However, for the first 12 games, he was averaging under 40 yards per game on the ground. That's not good. For a guy that's being drafted in that late third, early fourth round, that is just no, there's just no continuity to any of his game. Um, he has zero, and I mean zero, value as a receiver um, for Tennessee. They have Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis is going to be calling in 45-plus receptions. They have a plethora of wide receivers that they've brought in, uh, including A.J. Brown and Adam Humphreys. So he has no value there. 2018, from, his weeks, from week four to 13, he was the running back 38, Okay. He was drafted last year in the top 20 running backs off the board. That is, there is no value for him when he, from those middle parts of the season, from four to 13, when you need him most, when you're you know, pushing forward in your season and into the playoffs, that he is just irrelevant. Finally, in those last 40 weeks of the season, he averaged 145 plus yards per game and was wonderful. I have no faith in him um, to continue that success. And if he does, great. But I'm not drafting him as my running back two, or if I'm going zero RB strategy as my potential running back one for him to just completely crap the bed um, and have no value at the running back position. So for me, for the third year in a row, I'm out. I love you it. You sound like you're on Shark Tank. I do. I did that on purpose. Thank you. For... <laughs> <laughs> you're Thank you. That. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. Yeah, love so I'm, I'm out, and I will forever be out on, uh, on it. I totally have to agree with you on that. Uh, my guy is actually not even playing, and he's being drafted insanely high. Is uh, Darius uh, Juice Geis, what have you. Um, he's currently going, I believe, in the early fourth round, which is a little ridiculous for someone who technically is the backup. Uh, Redskins, so here, it's another Redskin. It's crazy. Talking about the Redskins too much. But I think this one's very interesting because why would you waste a fourth round, early fourth round, mid fourth round pick on a guy who is going to probably back up AP. They just signed him for two more years. He was one of nine running backs last year to go over a thousand yards. The guy is, is I mean, he's ageless. I, 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 guys will play this year, but what I'm getting at is that you don't know. We have no, we don't, we haven't seen him play yet. So until I see him play, I'm not touching him at all. And then some guys to, that are around him are Mark Ingram, Kenyon Drake, Tariq Cohen, James White, Chris Carson, any of those running backs, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm all over it. Kenyon Drake would be the number one. Yeah, we, have, we, all know that. we all know your love for him. But Geis, the big one for Geis has to be the fact that he's playing for a losing team, and we all hate losing team running backs. Exactly. Back to yes, we do. I mean, I do at least. Except for Saquon. That's true, actually. Yeah, he's the only outlier, <laughs> literally. Let the, let the kids play the game, all right? We don't know. Well, I guess technically last year we, you know, we didn't have a winning record. I think it's a better way to probably say it. You lost. You lost more um, than you won. Yeah. <laughs> so, moving on. <laughs>
the Redskins too, like you said, we've, we've discussed this way too much already. We beat it to death with a hammer repeatedly, but they're going to lose their best offensive lineman potentially in Trent Williams, who might just not show up, might retire, might pull Anthony Davis in the 49ers last year. Who knows? I read today, which is hilarious to me, and I hope it happens, is that Eric Flowers might be the starting left tackle. <laughs> you know who's, you know who's going to be the starting strong safety too? Landon Collins. <laughs> oh, that's great too. Hilarious. For 80 plus million dollars, so it's fine. <laughs> it's insane. He was, uh, I mean, he was, he was a good giant when he was here, so I'm not going to say anything bad. He took the money. He couldn't really cover that well for safety, but everything else. I liked him. Um, Darius Geis, Samaji's coming back. AP's still there, and they have a young quarterback or Case Keenum. So you stack the box. We've already got rid of the receivers. No running backs. The Redskins sound like they're going to have a, have a terrible, terrible, terrible season. Probably the number one pick. <laughs> well, that's – I mean, that's – up for interpretation. I don't think they're the worst team in football. Um, they did draft Bryce Love as well, too. So throw uh, him also he's in coming there. back from a god awful ACL. I know a terrible. I mean, hey, so did Jalen Smith, and look, look at him. I, I understand. <laughs> Took him a, another entire year. Yeah, I think I Bryce Love, you can't count on until 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even then, you have Darius Geis in yeah. front of him, and if he produces, then whatever. I don't want to talk about Washington anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I think no, in another just, s- yeah. situation that we um that we discussed and. A couple episodes ago for the running back by committee. I mean, typically that opens up a bunch of players that you want to avoid. And I'm here to discuss the San Francisco 49ers. And it's kind of, it's kind of a shame too, because in the past they've had Tevin Coleman, Devonta Freeman, and they were both top 20 running backs in the same season on the same team. I like the scheme, love the coach, but the running backs for fantasy, I don't, at this point, at least, I don't care what their ADP is. I'm just not, I'm not a fan. I'm not drafting them. Tevin Coleman, McKinnon, Breida, Mostert. Anyone could dominate any week, as we saw last year. Once one running back got hurt, the next one stepped up. Dante Pettis, maybe late sixth, early seventh. Ton of upside if he can emerge as the number one I like. Uh, no 49 running back for me. See, running back, running back by committees, I hate. But with San Francisco, because of the scheme fit, I don't hate the selection of one of them. What I'll say is that it come it falls into that same mindset for me where I will where I will take the the last running back from that team off the board basically. So if say you know uh, Jarek McKinnon falls to like the tenth round and Matt Breda goes in front of him somehow, like I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take McKinnon in the tenth round. He's the third running back off the board. He could have the most value out of any of them. But yeah, you're right. I'm not taking any of them before then. You know, sixth round for Tevin Coleman on a team that's gonna be running back by committee is no no. He would make the most sense. He does. He's going to be the start. Because I mean, they paid, him. Him. they paid him to do it too. So, but no, I'm not investing. Agreed. Um, yeah, I agree. So. so, let me ask that question real quick. If, just hypothetically, if you had to pick one of those running backs, out of those three, uh, Matt Breda, Jerk Kinnon, or Tevin Coleman, would you go solely off value or would there be one that you would just take overall? Mm. Um, mine is ADP for this team, especially this is not every situation, but when it comes to San Francisco, it's going to be ADP only. Um, and if Tevin Coleman's going first, I'm probably going to take Jarek McKinnon as there's like a three and a half round difference between the two of them right now. Um, so I'd probably go McKinnon in the ninth or 10th versus Tevin Coleman in the sixth. True. But is Brita even being drafted right now? Does he even have an ADP? Uh, I believe he does. I believe he does, actually, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going in the late 13th at this moment, but he is right now under this regime, under this scheme, under everything. He is a third down back at best. And third down backs don't have much value, 
unless they really have 40, 50 plus receptions. But remember, Tevin and McKinnon can both catch the rock. So it I makes still no haven't sense. seen anything from McKinnon. It, and it makes no sense for Breda to have a role. I can see Breda actually as the season progresses, Josh. I'm glad you brought this up. Taking over as the running back on first and second down while Coleman becomes the third down back. I mean, we've seen him do okay running between the tackles. He's kind of fragile. Breda actually played hurt last year, did well running through the tackles, and was able to catch the ball. He's out of like a hundred. He's like 145 pounds. <laughs> he never missed a game all the way Breda's back to like, high school. He never Breda, missed, a, never missed a, a game until last year. Brandon's like 150 pounds, it's like soaking wet. Like I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I love. I know people love. We need to pull the facts on that one. That's not I a know people. Statement. I know it's not a factual statement. I know he's not 150 pounds. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm being, I'm, it's a story enhancer, all right? But, he weighs more. <laughs> I weigh more than that, all right. But yeah, I just, I don't know, barely. But I don't know. I just that that whole San Francisco situation is just. I'm out. I don't. He's 190, but he plays like he's 210. How about that? Take that. Wow. 190 means he's probably 180, but that's fine. It's a couple pounds. Whatever. Um, I'll just jump in here with my second one. Another obvious one for me. I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but um, my my big one is biggest one this year um, is Leonard Fournette. Look, I know it's enticing. He's going to fall to the late second. He's going to fall to that early third sometimes. And going from a guy that was drafted in that mid first last two seasons, it feels enticing. However. For his career, he has never gone over four yards per carry in a season. Okay, I know it's only been two seasons, but if you look at the game log, okay, he does not average a lot of yards per carry. And for a bruiser, that's not a great, okay? He's supposed to be running up the middle, taking guys with him as he goes, okay? Uh, He has only had in his career, which I can't get over this, in his career, he's only had five games of 100 yards or more, okay? Really? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. He's He's only only played in five games, that's why. Okay, Uh, ready for this next stat? He has missed 11 out of 32 career games. Okay, 11 out of 32. That's not good. That's not good at all, okay? He is a fragile running back. He is a head case. It took him and Tom Coughlin meeting for them to sort something out. They bring in a quarterback like Nick Foles, who's a little bit of a step up over Blake Bortles. Or, yeah, I think he's a step up. Over yeah, he's definitely a step up. I think he's a step up. Okay, I'm going to give him some more respect. He is a step up over him. However, I have not seen enough proof that Leonard Fournette is a franchise running back. He was drafted at it as it. He has the hype to back, you know, to, to show that he should be, but he has not proven to be that. And in that late second, early third, let me read off some guys who are going around where he's being drafted. They, they should have never got rid of Yeldon. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, Marlon Mack, Kerryon Johnson, all guys I'm probably going to take ahead of him. Even an Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, another one. Um, I just, I'm going to take them all ahead of Leonard Fournette. I don't get this one. Between the injury history and the lack of, you know, proof in the pudding and the production, he's not a late second round pick. <laughs> proof in the pudding. So, yeah, I'm, his injury history is my biggest factor. I won't draft him because he misses too many games. Soft tissue, soft tissue yeah. injury. You're not, you're not a fan of that, we know. I know, I, I'm not. Yeah. First, your first four picks, your first four rounds, first five rounds should be surefire things. They should not be guesstimations. They should not be hope and, you know, reaching for their ceiling. And that is with Leonard Fournette. Have you seen the recent <clears throat> update with that coming out of the team talking about Fournette going to be catching more out of the backfield? Yeah, oh, like, absolutely. Do you believe that? Like, you believe that could help him? I do I do believe that. I, I do believe they're going to try to use him in the passing game. TJ Yeldon is gone. They uh, have to. Yeah. They, yeah, they've improved that offensive line a little bit. Um, but it's Yeldon is gone. The receivers, none of them are a true number one receiver. So I do understand that the whole offense should flow 
um, through Leonard Fournette, I just don't buy it. Fair enough. And they don't even have like a complimentary back for him either. I like his backup. Give me. They his- have Alfred. They have Alfred Blue. So no, I'm out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm out. I'll take the rookie. I really would. Actually, yes. That's a flyer. I could see Dude, him. Dude at a temple, right? Yeah. Yeah. Armstead, yeah he actually, I, I do like him. Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like him a lot. It's like Rockwell <laughs> Armstead. Yeah, it's Rockwell Armstead. Good call, Josh. Glad that we invited you to this episode. Nice. Appreciate it. <laughs> I would actually say uh, a little more on Fournette. Like, as an Ole Miss fan, he was from LSU. I watched him over and over and over again. LSU was built to run the ball. They are built to run the ball. I mean, that's where guys come from is also. Guys was a phenomenal running back at LSU. I can remember watching Fournette just and him both just powering over and over and over and over. That's all they would do is run the rock. They never and had they, a quarterback since. And then they played Alabama. Yeah, and then right. they got stuffed. Leonard Fournette didn't do anything in that one game. Oh man, that was that was such a great, yeah. great game. I remember that. Yes, thank you for that. But I'm just saying, Jacksonville is not built the way LSU was built at that time. They don't have the the scheme to fit him. And I mean, maybe they did something in the off season to change him, and that's why they're coming out these reports. Maybe they're trying to throw people off. I want to take a chance on him, but I agree where his ADP is. I really have Mac. I'm a Mac truther, so. I'm taking Mac yeah. yeah. Give me all of Indy. I'm probably going to take Marlon Mack in the late second, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Same. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, just not. Yeah. I mean, they, they have the best offensive line. A great offensive line, best offense. I Marlon Mack is poised for a big year. But anyway. look. Close to 5,000 yards this year. I don't think that's a possible well, – whatever, whatever. <laughs> I don't agree. Anyway. Yeah, the Jaguars picked up uh, DiFilippo, former um, – you know, up and coming coach. I think he was on the Eagles last year. He was on the Vikings. Then he got fired for mishandling, you know, all of the offensive players, you know, so we'll, we'll see what he does there, but a lot of food for thought. That's why they play the game. Going to throw out a quick giveaway time update. Please go to our pinned tweet. Send us a direct message. Hashtag Heisman 09. Holler at your boy. Giveaway. Anything that's spelled. Um, and for any of you out there who doesn't know how to spell Heisman, um, look it up. I'm not going to spell it for you. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I'm not, not going to spell it. H as in Heisman. <laughs> um. <laughs> find us on Twitter. Send us a DM, a direct message. And then you'll find the other rules on how to enter as well for our pin tweet, like he said. Heisman09. Another player that I am absolutely avoiding, I just traded away in my dynasty and picked up a first-round pick 2020, baby. Very excited about it. Sammy the Seal Watkins. Um, I just gave him that nickname today because he flops around the field a lot from being injured, kind of like a San Diego seal. Oh, now I get it. All right, I wasn't sure what that <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I still don't get it. I didn't understand that one. Like, Okay, now I get it. Okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the greatest nickname, but it's, but it's a nickname nonetheless. Um, his current ADP is wide receiver 23, which is late fourth, early fifth round. It's, it's a tough situation. He played well in that playoff game uh, last year. They have so many weapons now. I'm not sure that I necessarily trust Damian Williams either. I, I, I just think there's so many mouths to feed. We don't know the Tyree Kill situation. And other players being drafted around him, similar to, to your thoughts around Lenny, Lenny Fournette, Kyle, is that there's Tariq Cohen, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Jarvis Landry. Like, are you kidding me? I am not drafting Sammy Watkins over any of those more talented, much greater upside athletes. 
Sorry, Sammy. But 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 what happens if Tyreek doesn't play? What who else is who else are you going to target? Sammy Watkins has Travis Kelsey first pick season no. since his rookie year. The correct the correct answer to my question is not Sammy Watkins because Sammy Watkins is probably going to miss just as many games as Tyreek. That's the answer. Wow. Yeah, it's just possible. He is fragile. Do you think Travis Kelsey could catch like two hundred passes this year? <laughs> who I, who I, there are people who would who would take this topic that we're talking about, and they probably offer an example on the Chiefs, not named Sammy Watkins. They would say Damian Williams, probably, and that's where I say Damian Williams is going to take on what Sammy Watkins lacks by not. I think Damian Williams is going to have an unbelievable season, um, but I could be that one. Well, that's for a different episode. A different, yeah, different. Yeah, that's for a different episode. But what I'm saying is, like, there are people who would think in the same light of Damian Williams that we think in Sammy Watkins. Similar to uh, Derrick Henry situation almost, where he dominated for, what, four games? Five yeah. games in his entire career out of nowhere, Damian Williams? Yeah, who's yeah but one of them's back a bit by one of them's an offensive scheme. The other one's just the Titans. Who don't, I don't know what the hell their offensive scheme is. But, yeah. That's a good one. I agree with Sammy Watkins. I had him on my, on my short list of players. Somebody's going to score a lot of touchdowns for them. It's, I just don't think it's Sammy Watkins. Yeah, I agree. Holmes, that's who it is. Who is uh, it? Saying Sammy Watkins is going to score a lot of touchdowns. That's going to be Pat Mahomes scoring touchdowns. That's oh, who you want. True. <laughs> I mean, right and true. That's who you really want. That's very true, sir. Our old old Miss friend, do you have any uh, any other players you'd like to enlighten us with to avoid? Oh, yeah. I got a whole other type of squad here to avoid, and that's going to be an obvious one because a lot of people do say it, but I'm just going to revamp it, and that's going to be the Patriots running back. I mean, for where Sonny Michelle's getting drafted right now in, like, the early fourth round – and then knowing that they got – they picked up Damien Harris, then you got James White. I do see Rex Burkhead leaving. I think he'll probably get the papers. I mean, he may he may stay for depth. I think he's going to be the next man out. But watching Damien Harris over his last couple seasons at Alabama also, he caught a lot of passes. He was the pass-catching guy. He was also – he ran the rock a lot. He was a starter. People forget that then knowing, you know, well, Josh Jacobs got drafted in the first round. I understand that. And – Everybody got a slight taste of what he was. He was a great back. Don't get me wrong. Damon Harris was a starter for a reason. He outbeat him in everything. And I just, if I'm going to take anybody, I'm definitely not going to take Sonny Michelle in the fourth round or James White in the mid-seventh round. That's just not going to happen for me. I just, I can't see myself doing that. Not knowing, you know, who's going to do what, especially knowing that Damon Harris can do both their jobs and maybe potentially can outbeat them. I might take a flyer out on, Harrison late rounds if I can get him, but I'm not gonna waste no high end pick on nothing like that. I'm unsure, you know, unsure of either one of them guys. Twelfth like round right now is where Damian Harris is going. I see. I can do that. I would definitely do a twelfth round pick for Harris. Plus, you also got James Devlin, who vultures <laughs> some touchdowns. You know what I mean? Yeah, he siphons those freaking touchdowns. I hate he, him. He vultures yeah. so many touchdowns. Like it's like what oh. the hell? Yeah, him and Coon. Uh, John Coon, remember when John Coon used to do oh, that too? God. Oh, oh my God, I hated him when he used to do that. Siphon touchdowns away from Eddie Lacy. But um, yeah, I agree on the on the New England backfield. Um, James White last year was being drafted as a running back three or running back four, getting no respect. And then, you know, he finishes as a top 10 back. This year is not really the case. He's being drafted this year. In that, really? I mean, I've, I've seen him. I know I've seen James White this year in that like somewhere in the spread between like the like the early fourth and like the mid sixth. So uh, he's not being drafted late anymore. I mean, James White is being drafted with respect to what he did last year. And you mix in the Sony Michelle and his impact in the playoffs. You mix in, you know, drafting of Harris. I, it's a really murky situation in, uh, in New England. 
So um, that's a good one. I agree uh, wholeheartedly in that one as well. They, they fall in that same mindset for me as, uh, who did I talk about? Oh, San Francisco, uh, is that I will probably take the last running back off the board from their team. Yeah. Similar mindset. Um, I'm okay taking Damian Harris if he's going to be in the 13th round. Another murky situation is in Houston with our friend Lamar Miller, who's in the same category as Jordan Howard for me. I don't like them. I don't <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's going right now, I believe, in the early sixth. Who, Lamar? Mid-sixth round, which it's still which not – I mean, it's still not that early, but yeah, Lamar. Lamar Miller or, or yeah. Jordan Howard? Because I'm pretty sure they're both going in that area. They're both going – yeah, exactly. <laughs> Funny enough, they're both going in like the same area. Uh, Jordan Howard – I would avoid him because Miles Sanders is literally going in like the same spot or like right around. So you really don't know in that there's just a lot of competition in that backfield, but Lamar Miller, uh, Deonta Foreman, we still have not seen him play yet. Uh, this could be the year. I mean, they're saying good things. He's looking good. Yeah. in the yeah, he's looking good in like preseason practice right now. And so I, I just think that wasting us, I mean, a six, you can get such better value around that area. Um, Deonta Foreman is going in 10th. I'd, I'd rather take, yeah. I, I mean, according to fantasy That's pros, stupid. I mean, no, no, I, I don't, I'm not disagreeing oh, with you. I'm not disagreeing oh. with you. I'm more of, I am just thinking it's so stupid. I mean, Lamar Miller is my last one, by the way. He is my, he is my last just complete avoidance this year. And I'm just completely, exactly. I'm completely yeah. avoiding him. Yeah. He is my last one. Uh, he is the most average running back in the NFL. Like there's no other way to put it besides he is the most average player. I mean, um, you got Rashad Penny around there, Tevin Coleman, but I guess those are kind of question marks. There's so um, many question marks in those middle rounds. I get it. But, um, but with Lamar Miller, I mean, he is, last year, he spent the entire season somewhere between running back 22 and running back 26. That's literally where he lived the yeah, entire no, year. And no he was sense. being drafted as a top 16 to 18 running back. Um, Foreman was on our IR for those first 15 games. Um, so he, you know, it was just the Lamar show. And Lamar had a higher yards per carry um, for, for in 2018. However, Foreman was not there. There was no competition. And Alfred Blue didn't really – Alfred Blue, yeah, Alfred Blue. I mean, Lamar Miller had three weeks over 20 carries. He had five touchdowns, which is entirely too low for a running back who's potentially year number two. Uh, he's going in that seventh round right now, and I do not like it. I think Dante Foreman is a – I think Dante Foreman is Derrick Henry with – more talent with more exactly i think he has the ability to run between the tackles he's not trying to run every player over i think foreman actually has footwork he has uh, the ability for vision i just i i think dr foreman by week four is the starting running back looking at 18 plus carries lamar miller is on the outs and i'm gonna draft him in the 10th round yeah i mean i don't think that's gonna last i don't once we know he's healthy once we know he has a role exactly uh, you're you're gonna see him you're gonna see him and miller like moving into each other you're gonna see both of them in that eighth eighth ish round my guess they ever I don't know if I really read any big impact. Did they ever fix the line? They had huge. They, their line. first two, their first two selections in the draft this year were both offensive linemen. Unfortunately, both of them are projects. So not yeah. sure how well that was chosen, but um, it does help to have depth. They do have a god awful offensive line, but it's it's still going to be DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, uh, it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Deshaun Watson show. I'll take that stack. I yeah. can't wait to watch that again. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you guys, you guys have any other ones? Any other names to throw out there? Uh, the Texans throw out there. The Texans. I'm going to stick with them really quick. I'll touch up on Will Fuller. Now, Will Fuller is an absolute burner out of Notre Dame. The guy's a freaking stud when he's healthy, which he hasn't been like ever. 
this entire like his his career he hasn't played a full season um he is going in the early sixth right now so Ante Pettis Robbie Anderson those are two other guys that are going right around him that I would that I would rather have over Will Fuller because I just I, I don't want to take that chance of him getting hurt which he probably will well the big thing with Dante Pettis and Will Fuller is they're both number ones on their team as well and Will Fuller is not Will Fuller, if, if he yeah, doesn't stay healthy. offense, though, I'm just saying. Like, I, I know, but if Will Fuller doesn't stay healthy, he might not even be the number two. Kiki might, might jump that and be the number two. You know what I mean? So well, I can see Will Fuller still playing on the outside and then Kiki playing more of a slot. I know, I agree. I, possible I agree. role, but yeah, no, I, 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 know what you're, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, Robbie Anderson, Dante Pettis are being drafted around him as the number ones on their team. So I'd rather have that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which helps the argument. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Further helps the argument. Yeah, yeah exactly. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Just still unproven to Pettis still. I mean, I'm not saying it's not unproven, but I think I would take Anderson. The season he had last year. Yeah. The last, like, four weeks. Yeah. I mean, still, yeah. that, that upside is there. And oh, yeah. I, I love it. I love the reports with him and Arnold. It's going to – I think they'll have a great, great year this year. Yeah. Wow, you know what God, I'm really happy about? You, know really, you know what I'm really happy about? That Le'Veon Bell did not make this list. I am very happy that no one said Bell. I cannot tell you how happy I am. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still, I'm still waiting to see. Like, <laughs> oh, he's gonna get a ton. He's gonna be good. I'm just he's gonna get a ton of ton of opportunities. He'll be fine. Adam Gase will will screw this up. God, I hate him. He won't. I, I still can't believe they freaking hired him. He I'm will still, screw it all up because he's I, an angry dude. I still can't believe they hired him. whatever. And his bulging eyes. Yeah. <laughs> he's an angry leprechaun who is not social. Oh God. Yeah, I agree. Uh, last last one I'll throw out. It's not really a last. I have two honorable mentions. Um, I have my honorable mentions are uh, Phil Lindsay, Philip Lindsay uh, coming off a broken wrist, and Joe Mixon being drafted in the first round on a losing team. So he's not Saquon Barkley, and I don't. I, I think he's a very good player. They're going to run the offense through him as much as possible. I mean, they have to. But, but I I stress it from day one. I do not draft running backs from losing teams. So and they are going to lose. Side note, unless you are Saquon. Oh, yeah, Saquon doesn't count. <laughs> Saquon's yeah. an outlier. Uh, Philip Lindsay, though, is coming back from injury. They still have Royce Freeman that they drafted uh, with, you know, decent capital, uh, you know, two years ago. Uh, I, I just don't think he's going to replicate his unbelievable efficiency that he put up in his rookie year, especially coming back from injury. Yeah, I kind of felt bad now. I wasn't really <clears> – <throat> I'm not sure if uh, – I think I've included some of y'all in, like, posts with tagging on Twitter – with this uh, world league that I'm in, like world champion league. I didn't get to draft my team. It was a pre, preset team, and I come into it. I did see that. Yeah, well, two of my running backs were two people that y'all talked about tonight, and that was Joe Mixon and Fournette. So I kind of feel like uh, – I mean, you didn't, you, didn't you didn't pick them. You didn't pick them. fine, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that idea of, I like that idea of the league. So the league was – it's they auto drafted everyone's team and you right. they just woke up and that was your team. Mm-hmm. And then like it was supposed to be trades fanatic. Everybody trade this, trade there, trade there. That's what it's supposed to be. You make your own team. The last two who finish last are out. Two more come in, replace. Mm-hmm. So I like it. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I have had a couple of trades in that. I did acquire Aaron Jones and uh, Julian Edelman. I traded away Geis and uh, Godwin off the hype. So. Might not have been a smart move right now, but I think I might have come out better on that end. You never know. Right now, the value is all based on the perception, right, and all the news and the hype that's that's coming out there. So, and and just just so you note, know, though, no need to necessarily trade Leonard Fournette and Joe Mixon right now because 
as you were a part of this episode, you saw that it was the same individual that was talking about both of those players. Just saying. Just Shut saying. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I, I almost spit right. out my drink. I'm a fan. If I'm if I'm right, then then I'm double right. All right. You know what I mean? So oh, please, please don't make You're me. hoping I'm wrong. You're hoping I'm wrong. I know it. We'll do a split. I'll take a 50. Yeah, it's all with, it's all with a grain of salt here, Joshua. I have, I have way more faith in somebody like Leonard Fournette than I – I mean, in Joe Mixon than I do in Leonard Fournette. So if, if Leonard I mean, Fournette can't – he can't catch the ball. Yeah, I, have, I have way more faith than Joe Mixon. I mean, he can, but they don't they, – Because even, even if the Bengals stink, I think Joe Mixon could catch 60 balls. You know what I mean? So – Peppered. Yeah, he's, I, I think it's a possibility. So. And A.J. Green's probably going to get hurt again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's another guy there's another dude to avoid he's so skinny oh my Wait, god I was actually, how did we not talk about him uh because it's so obvious he's a bounce back that, candidate though he's a bounce back candidate he is no. he could be one of the best receivers in the game he is he was he was he was top five last year before he got hurt for the first like yes. eight weeks of the season yes he was he's also he's also 30 now and i'm eh. julio down by the juilliard is also no, he's never going to age. Aging. Fine. He's never going to age. He's I'm saying he gets over 2,000. He's getting close to 2,000 this year. I have, I have Julio at 1,700 plus yards. I have him at 19 right now. Touchdowns are going to come down a little bit from last year. 1,700? Like, are you, like, on the hype train with me? Are you believing in Matt Ryan having, like, the most yes. best year ever? Well, yes. wow, wow, wow. We have a different feeling about Matt Ryan. I love Matt Ryan. One of us thinks he's the best quarterback in the league. Three so. games he is playing outside. Yeah. He's in a dome the entire season. Yeah, I know, I know. That is yes. huge. Thank you. God. It's huge. I am all huge. about Ryan yeah. all year. As per our friend, wish he was uh, actually our friend Tom Hanks slash Jimmy Dugan, feel free to avoid these players when drafts come around. You can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're on most podcast platforms, including iTunes. And don't forget to use our promo code for SportsCon. That's fantasyfam. One word. Get 20% off admission or VIP. This is the Fantasy Fam, signing off.